ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, April 17th. Welcome in to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by texting 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. You can also find me on Twitter. You want to interact with me on social media, it's at Paul Swan. We've got a lot to get into today. I was at Marshall's spring practice on Saturday, so I had a chance to catch up with Marshall football coach Charles Huff. I got a few of his comments, and you'll hear those in the next few minutes. And then earlier today, I was over at the Dot because tomorrow, number 14 Alabama is coming into Dot Hicks Field to take on the Thundering Herd. We got a lot about softball coming up as I had a chance to talk to the coach earlier today. So looking forward to that. And as I mentioned, your texts are welcome. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I know it's an exciting time for football fans because the transfer portal is back open. It opened up on the 15th. It's going to close on April 30th. So spring football is going to be done. Teams will have finished. Spring practice, teams will have held those inter-squad games, their spring game, whatever you want to call it. And so the timeline moved up from May to April, gives teams opportunities to evaluate what they have. Maybe someone gets in the transfer portal, you start looking at potential offers there. And that came up on Saturday when we were talking with Marshall football coach Charles Huff. So we got his take on it. Here's what he had to say about the transfer portal after Saturday practice. And I wasn't expecting this. He quoted Lane Kiffin. Yeah, I think um, Coach Kiffin said it best. Come to the SIP. We'll come to H-Town. You know, I mean, we're, we're, we want the best and the best. That's what we want, you know, and that's where we are in this today's game. I think we've got really good players on our team. Uh, we need more good players because obviously, you know, there's going to be something that happens during the season, whether, you know, a guy's injured, you know, not hoping that happens, but the reality of it is somebody's going to get injured, somebody's going to get tired. Um, so the more good players we can get, um, we'll take them. And, and we got an opportunity to really evaluate. And again, we're not just hoarding talent. We're making sure that we're stacking our, our, our positions so we got competition in depth. Um, and I think, you know, obviously we're going to see um, over the next couple of days a lot of kids go in, um, come to H-Town. I mean, the weather's beautiful. I mean, I think we're getting the beach volleyball team, so that means we're going to get a beach soon. Um, I don't know what other better place to be, you know. So in, in, my, <laughs> in my opinion, you know, hopefully we're, we've put out a good enough product consistently over the last few years that a lot of players see this as an opportunity. I don't know about that beach thing, Coach. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the Sandy Shores, the Ohio River. I don't know about that beach thing. However, it, it sounds like Coach Huff is confirming beach volleyball at Marshall University. Don't quote me on that. That's Coach Huff saying that we're getting a beach volleyball team. But, yeah, he's definitely going to be looking at the transfer portal as we're a couple of days in now. And, you know, you're going to see kids that are available, maybe add some depth to the Thundering Herd, bring in some talent offer a little bit more competition at positions. I mean, we're going to kind of get a glimpse of what that's going to look like on Saturday anyway. So we'll have a better idea, not a full picture, but a better idea for sure. And we're going to hear a little bit more from Coach Huff coming up in the next few minutes. It's been a busy weekend already for Marshall Athletics. The baseball team yesterday getting swept by Texas State. It was a 5-4 victory 
on Sunday. So the Bobcats sweep the weekend series. And so now the team is gearing up for back-to-back games against the Eastern Kentucky Colonels. The first game is going to take place Tuesday in Richmond. Now the second game is set for Wednesday here in Huntington. Should be fun. EKU won a series recently against number 15 Florida Gulf Coast. They've got a really good pitching staff with three shutouts this season. And their player to watch out for is Logan Thomason. Leads the team in hits, homers, and RBI. So I'm interested to see how this series goes. Thundering Herd, at least competitive. Marshall never does truly well in Texas. I don't know what sport Marshall really excels in consistently. Thankfully, you don't have to go to Texas too many times. So baseball back in action. And, of course, Softball is going to be the big story for the next couple of days, at least with Alabama coming in. But uh, soccer making some news today. Uh, earlier today, the team uh, making the announcement that Gabriel Parada from the University of North Carolina, Wilmington, has signed with the soccer team. Last season, he was a first-team All-Colonial Athletic Association honoree and ranked sixth in NCAA Division I with an impressive 838 save percentage. Parada also led the uh, CAA with 67 saves and finished second in CAA and 29th in Division I with an 830 goals against average. So that sounds like a pretty good pickup for Chris Grassy and the Marshall soccer team. So we'll find out more about that as, uh, as the season continues because, again, transfer portal time, right? We'll start seeing how these teams start shaping up, if there are going to be additions and subtractions here. So far, so good for the Thundering Herd. As I mentioned, you know we've got Coach Huff comments coming up here shortly. We've also got comments from Megan Smith-Lyon. Also, we're going to hear from Riley Lucas and Sydney Nestor. Sydney was just on the program a few days ago, and if you missed that, you can go back and get that on our podcast. We upload those to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcast catchers should be able to find the show. And, of course, if you need a little help, all you have to do is go to our website, wrvc.com. we got episodes posted on the front page daily as we upload them. So opportunity to go back and hear a little bit from Sydney Nestor. Thundering Herd getting the series win against Coastal yesterday. Uh, how many of you watched those games? Uh, I thought the middle game was really exciting. The Herd rallying. I don't want to call it rallying, but uh, really putting a lot of offense on the board on Saturday. Sunday, just business as usual, it felt like for the Thundering Herd. Still uh, some pretty good games. I did watch a little bit of that Texas State-Marshall game yesterday. I had a chance to sit down for a few minutes, and I thought Marshall looked good. I thought Marshall looked okay. I mean, they lose 5-4, to four, but I don't think that pick, that don't, that doesn't paint the, the full picture, I don't think. They looked okay, and we'll see. It, it's a work in progress. It was fun to go over to softball today and see the the baseball construction. I mean, actually see construction going on, continuing. So that was fun today. So I'm really optimistic for what baseball is doing. But softball is going to steal the show at least for the next few days. So we've got some other things to get into as well. But we'll hear from Coach Chuff in just a few minutes. We've got a few comments from him later on. Megan Smith-Lyon as number 14 Alabama is coming into Huntington. Going to play at Dot Hicks Field tomorrow. And 
We'll hear from Riley Lucas, the Cabell Midland High School product. Had a chance to catch up with her for a few minutes. And, of course, Sydney Nestor taking care of business on the, na- the mounds. We'll talk to all of them when we continue on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday, April 17th edition. This is The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan, here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is open. It's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texter writes in, wants to predict the score tomorrow for Marshall. Taking on Alabama at the dot. Texter says, score is going to be Marshall 8, Alabama 6. I'm sure Megan Smith-Lyon would love to have an 8-6 victory over Alabama. She'll take 1-0 or 8-7 or 10-9. She'll take whatever she can get. I mean, She's won 150 games at Marshall University. She's definitely... No stranger to close victories and some really nasty-looking blowouts as well. But that's a pretty good score. I'll take that. Texter also asked if I expect the spring game to be moved indoors with the rain expected Saturday. Wait to be updated on that. Wait to be updated on that. I don't know if they're going to pull the trigger on that just yet. They might go out on on the turf Saturday, rain or shine. So we'll have to wait to see. I think they might go rain or shine, um, but right now, anything that I give you direction-wise, that could change tomorrow. That could change on Friday. So I would just keep an eye on herd socials. Uh, you know, if I get it sooner for the show, I'll update you as well. You know, I'll if I get it, I'll put it all on my social media accounts as well. Let people know. But uh, as of right now, uh, I don't think that they're going to make that decision just yet. If if they're going to make a decision to go into the indoor, I don't like the setup for the indoor for the spring game. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I like it better at Joan C. Edwards Stadium. I like having it out on the field. I like having it uh, in the stadium because, honestly, We've had beautiful weather, and then look at the nasty weather we've had uh, the last few days. So we can't seem to benefit, can we? Yeah, I would have taken nasty weather the first part of spring and then give us a beautiful day for the spring game. But they're, they're planning a lot of activities as well, so I think they want to try to get this in. I don't know if that would mean changing game time or anything. I don't think they're going to do that, but long story short, uh, stay tuned. Best way I can put it. Speaking of football, had a chance to catch up with the head coach himself on Saturday, Coach Huff. He talked to us a little bit after Saturday's practice, and he talked about, well, he was in a good mood, so he was talking about really having a good day. Really good day. Uh, Today's goal was to kind of uh, really test the, the back end of the, the, the roster, the young guys, more the twos and the threes, the one A's. Um, and I thought we did a really good job of that. A lot of things showed up that we can teach from. We got some situational work in. Uh, we made the quarterbacks live today just to kind of see, you know, what that next group of quarterbacks looks like. Um, it's a little bit different when you know you're not going to get hit and the guy can run by you. Um, same thing for the defense. You know, you, you practice all spring and all summer not 
hitting the quarterback, stay off the quarterback. And then it's hard to kind of get in the game and actually get to the quarterback and get him on the ground. So I thought it was really good. Um, thought we got some good situational work in towards the back end. Some great situations came up in game. Uh, some things that coaches can learn from, players. Um, so overall, really good. Obviously, um, the best thing is we came out healthy. Uh, that's always, you know, as you get into the deeper part of spring, making sure that we got enough guys to go into the summer with. So overall, really good. Good day for Coach Huff. And I was kind of curious if he was going to use those final few practices, those final few days to, you know, maybe give a dry run to an actual game week preparing for an opponent. You know, do the thunder walk. This is how we prepare for the game. This is what we do. And he said that the last few days are going to be more about adjusting than doing things like that. No, for us next week is going to be all the, the, the oddball adjustments that we may see during the season. You know, we'll go look at who we play and kind of some of the things they do that challenge us um, in all three phases and kind of give our guys a little bit of exposure um, of how we would play, you know, certain formations, certain plays, not necessarily, hey, this is X, Y, and Z team, but hey, here is unbalanced. Here is, you know, four open, five open. Um, here is, you know, odd front on defense, or here's a certain blitz, special teams, here's certain formation with twist and coverage and those type of things. That way we can kind of get some stuff on film to kind of talk about and going into the summer. And we get into the summer, we take kind of a week and kind of, you know, establish each opponent and kind of give a little early uh, preview of them. So next week will give us a chance to work on some of the, I won't say hard things, but different things that you may not see every day. I like how he described it, oddball things. So what can we expect? Now, this is presuming that it's going to be at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. Again, as a texter wrote in earlier asking if, uh, if I thought it's going to be on the indoor on Saturday. Um, it's going to be outside until further notice. It's going to be outside. The kickoff, texter just wrote in and asked when's the kickoff. Uh, it's set for 4 o'clock. So, yeah, that can fluctuate just a little bit. But lock in 4 o'clock as kickoff for the game itself. Now, it's not just the game on Saturday. There's really some events being planned around it. They're trying to make this more of a, a weekend event, not just, hey, you show up for the game on Saturday. So Coach said they're going to play a game, and he detailed a little bit about what's going on. Yeah, yeah, we're going to play a full game. You know, I think um, our administration has done a really good job of making this a, a full weekend. You know, one of the goals when I first got here was to make the spring game weekend, you know, the biggest weekend of the year because it's kind of the kickoff to the football season. Um, and I think we've done that. You know, we've got an event Friday, you know, with the cornhole event that um, Chad Pennington and, and our staff are putting on, which will be really good for our fans. And then Saturday we've got multiple games with different sports and capping off with the spring game. So our goal is to make this the biggest weekend of the year to kind of let everybody kick off the year together, um, not just about the spring football game, but just about spring sports in general. And I think we've kind of got a good plan to do that. So I'm hoping a lot of people get out. I'm hoping people drive in from all over the country. Um, when we start to really take the next step as a community and a true fan base, players, teams, not just football teams, but softball, all the teams, that's when we'll start to progress. And that's, that's where we're at, and I think this weekend will be a good start. So we're going to see how far that the Marshall community has progressed. Uh, hopefully there's a good crowd for this one on Saturday. So you want to know exactly what you're going to see on the football field. That's probably the more important item that we're going to talk about. What's going to happen on the field? And as Coach just alluded to, yeah, they're going to play a game. But what's going to be – on the field, what's the product going to look like? What are you going to see? Also, 
before we get any further, they're going to be in black uniforms. It's going to be green and black. Coach explains why. It's not because Marshall's trying to eliminate the color scheme. It's because they don't have enough white jerseys. So, Coach outlines what we can expect on Saturday for the game and explains why it's going to be green and black out there, not green and white. Yeah, yeah, we'll play a full game. You know, it'll give us an opportunity to, to go through our pregame routine, our sideline operation. Um, so, it'll be a full game. Uh, we, we'll adjust some things clockwise just because we don't want to have too many guys playing too many reps. But it'll be a full, you know, um, Green team, it'll be black. Um, the reason that we do that is not that we're trying to change the colors of black. We give our seniors the game jerseys that we wear in the bowl game. So we don't always have another set of jerseys. So, yes, it's the green and white game, but we'll be wearing black and whatever jerseys we have left. So I know that's become a little bit of a, you know, why do they wear black? Well, that's why. So anybody who wants to donate so that we can buy enough jerseys to have two sets of everything, Call the football office, and we will gladly take that donation. But that's why we do that. It's not to try to change colors. We give our jerseys, the, the bowl jerseys, we give them to the players as a gift. Um, and then we order new jerseys. It won't come in until, you know, August. So, But it'll be a full game, two sidelines, two teams, and we'll, we'll go at it. So here, here's the answer. They don't have enough white jerseys. Those are on order. They've got plenty of the black jerseys. they got plenty of the green, so it's going to be – Black and green on Saturday for that reason. And coaches always asking for donations. So if you want to donate and chip in, help supply the herd with the proper uniform, you can earmark that donation. I want white jerseys. You can write that on the check, white jerseys. And you want a receipt for that as well. So Coach Huff talking about the reason why the black uniforms are going to show up. It was fun out there on Saturday. They um, they look good. I can't go into too many details about what I, I saw, but I'll say this. They look good. They were live. And Coach Huff talked about how going live not only helps quarterback the offense, but really the defense as well because – they got to hit the quarterback. Yeah, I think so, you know, because in practice, you know, you know, I blow the whistle and they say, oh, I would have sacked him or, you know, he gets outside the pocket and we kind of blow the whistle not to have, you know, a catastrophe for people falling all over each other. But really it allows the back end to stay in coverage. It allows the D-line to rush with some rush discipline. You know, when you get the opportunity as a quarterback to step up and take off, it changes things. So I think holistically, obviously you don't want to do it every day because you don't want the pounding on that position. Um, but we try to do it a couple times in the spring just so we can, can teach off of going into the summer, teach off of in our meetings on Monday, teach off of for our quarterbacks in the meeting on Monday. Hey, you got to feel the rush. You can't see it. Hey, you got to work to an open window. Receivers, you got to stay alive when, when he gets out of the pocket. All those things that show up on game day that you really don't get a chance to rep live and practice every day. Charles Huff, spring practice continues for the Thundering Herd. We'll hear more from the head coach tomorrow. We're going to hear from Megan Smith Lyon, number 14, Alabama, coming in to Dot Hicks Field. We're going to talk about that. I'll tell you everything you possibly need to know about the game. First game tomorrow between Liberty and Alabama. When do you need to be there? What's the parking situation going to look like? The times you need to be there. 
I'll have all of that for you and comments from Megan Smith-Lyon later on as well. We're going to hear from Sydney Nestor. Second time she's been on the show in less than a week, so looking forward to catching up with her. And uh, I had a chance to talk to Riley Lucas, the Cabell Midland High School product, the infielder from Midland. She was not happy to talk to us because she wanted to – she wanted the questions in advance so she could prepare, and we told her, no, you don't get that. So it was fun talking to her. We'll hear her comments and Sydney's later, but we'll hear from Megan Smith-Lyon. I'll outline what you need to know if you're going to the games tomorrow. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. A texter wrote in and asked me, what time does the first softball game start tomorrow between Liberty and Alabama? That's real easy. You want to get there before 1 o'clock. That's when the first one is scheduled to begin, 1 p.m. for that matchup. Now, with that said, you want to get there early because seating is going to be first come, first serve for the event. And Marshall's not going to be clearing the stadium between games. So seating is as follows. First base side bleachers are reserved for Alabama. The third base side bleachers are for the home team. That's Liberty in game one, Marshall in game two. Chairbacks are for big green members only. Now, student-athlete families will have reserved seating that will be denoted by signage in the grandstand area at Dot Hicks Field. So if you're a family member and you listen to the show, first of all, thank you. And second of all, you've got seating, so you should hopefully have that information. And pets are not going to be permitted in the grandstand areas because of the expected capacity crowd. Now, fans are permitted to bring their own chairs for outfield seating only. Now, Texter asked about the parking situation. Parking is going to be available at the HMDA lot. That's the old ACF parking lot for some of the old-timers out there. Me, you, we all know what that means. So that's the lot directly across 3rd Avenue from Dot Hicks Field. The parking will be free of charge, so no charge there. Additional free parking is located in the west lot of Jones C. Edwards Stadium. Unfortunately, folks, no tailgating is permitted in these lots. And just something else Marshall added, I don't mind to pass it along. Uh, if you need Marshall swag, there's going to be um, there's going to be a place you can get some swag in the concourse on the first base side of Dot Hicks Field. So if you need some new Marshall Herd swag, Get you a softball hat or something, you're going to be all set. So that's the logistics for this one. It's going to be big. Marshall coming into this one, winning the series, not getting the uh, sweep, but did win the series against Coastal Carolina, and that is a series I thought Marshall could have won every game. Sometimes mistakes happen. Sometimes the ball bounces the way you don't want it to bounce. Marshall still winning the weekend. That was uh, good enough for me now taking on one of the top teams in softball, number 14, Alabama, 
And earlier today, I caught up with Megan Smith-Lyon, the head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd. She said that Alabama coming in to Dot Hicks on Tuesday, uh, this, is a, this is pretty much a big deal. This is a huge opportunity for the Thundering Herd. Yeah, you know, we're uh, really excited uh, to have both Liberty and Alabama here, and we're excited to compete against one of the best teams in the country. Um, I think it's great for this area to have such an awesome team come in to compete. Some great players, obviously Montana Fouts. We're excited to, to be able to see how we stack up against her. And, and really, we're excited to be back home. We love playing at home. We had a great weekend in Coastal, um, and our players are just really, really excited um, to be home with our fans. Also, it's number 14 Alabama, so you know Marshall's pretty good, but they like playing against top competition, so coach said that this team was up to the challenge. Yeah, I mean, it's a great opportunity to compete against a good team. You know, we're up for the challenge. We're ready for it. Um, I think we have prepared ourselves for this. I think our players are excited for it, so we're ready to see what we can do tomorrow. Megan Smith-Lyon speaking on Alabama, number 14 team in the country, coming into Dot Hicks Field. She also mentioned earlier today when we were talking to her that you know, this team is prepared and this team is confident. You know, sometimes you get a top team like Alabama coming in, big name, very talented. They're a program, and they come in. You might not be prepared as much as you like to think you are. You might not feel confident. That's not the case tomorrow, at least what Coach is saying. Well, I think we're confident. I think we're confident. But I think we're confident because we focus on the process and we focus on the little things and we don't get wrapped up in the results. Um, you know, and our players are prepared. We have worked really hard the off season, the winter, and throughout the season to get prepared. Uh, and, you know, we're confident in our abilities. We don't really look at it big picture. We look at it one day at a time, one game at a time. Also, she talked about the crowd that's going to be at the dot tomorrow. This is a big opportunity because I'm sure there are going to be a lot of people that are going to a softball game, maybe for the first time in a long time or maybe for the first time, period. So they're expecting, as we've outlined here already, they're expecting a record-breaking crowd for this one tomorrow. Absolutely. You know, we, we usually get really good crowds. I think tomorrow will be a record-breaking crowd, um, and we're excited for that. You know, our players deserve to have a lot of people watch them play. Um, they are ready for the challenge, and it's going to be fun to watch. Megan Smith-Lyon earlier today. One thing that was asked of her, this is a coach now that has uh, racked up 150 wins at Marshall University. That's a pretty big deal. 150 wins in any sport as a coach is pretty big. But she did that almost in – it was record It was record time. She did it at Marshall, fastest coach to do it for softball, and she just talked about that journey. I mean, she's had the same staff the entire time. Well, I've been so lucky to have great players and, and a great staff. You know, our entire staff has been together for all of those wins. So it's not me, it's all of us. And Allie Harrell's on staff now, and she played in all of those up until this year. So, you know, I'm just blessed. I'm blessed to be able to coach the sport I love, to still be a part of it. I'm, I'm blessed to be around such great people here at Marshall, a great university, and our staff is amazing. She mentioned... Allie Harrell's now on the coaching step. If you are a if you are a softball fan, you know how powerful and how much of an asset Allie was for the Thundering Herd as a player. Now she's a coach. I mean, she's probably one of the most popular coaches on the squad. The players love her, the coaches love her, 
And Coach Lyon talked about having her on the staff now and, and how important that really is. That's huge. She was a great leader as a player. Obviously, they looked up to her because of her talent, but also just the type of person she is. And being a coach, she's really been a big help to us. Um, a really great kind of buffer between us and the players. Um, you know, she's she's amazing. Any, anybody that's around Allie, I mean, she's a wonderful person, um, wonderful coach. Is a great has great relationships with them, and we're so lucky that she chose to stay. So one of the all-time greats in Marshall softball now a player coach the players love her because she can relate to them and the coaching staff loves her because well she she's relatable the players and coach yeah that's a great situation you really have a coach that you know is that in-between coach if you've got issues the player now coach can relate to them can translate those issues as a coach to the coaching staff Big get for the thundering herd. That's Megan Smith Lyon. Our text line's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texter is asking me, is the softball game free of charge? I've heard both sides. It is free. I did verify that just a couple of minutes ago while we were listening to Megan Smith Lyon. I want to make sure I told you correctly. Nothing had changed. or I know there was some... Some rumors out there that, oh, Marshall's going to charge. No, no, none of that's correct. It is free. Just keep in mind, again, the seating situation, since there is a record-breaking crowd expected, you are going to have to get there to get your seat. If you want a seat, you get there before the Alabama Liberty game. That starts at 1 o'clock because the, uh, the field, the stadium – it's not going to be cleared following the game between Alabama and Liberty. So first come, first serve. Four seats, Marshall will be the 3.30 game, give or take the time. Texter writes in, said they're going to plan on getting there to the game early. And this is um, this is good parenting as far as I'm concerned. Texter says that, I, that they are letting – their daughters skip school tomorrow to go to the games. And um, the texter wrote in and just said that they lost their dog Saturday. Man, my heart goes out to you. I lost my dog on April Fool's, on April 1st. And I'm not over that yet. I'm just going to be quite blunt with everyone right now. I am not over that yet. So my heart goes out to you. Losing your dog last Saturday, uh, I I feel that 100% because I had to put my guy down. Uh, it was uh, it was April 1st, and uh, I wasn't expecting it, but we found out that you know we took him in to get checked out, see what was going on with him. He had got really sick and he had uh, cancer, and it was. Uh, it was pushing in on his organs, so you know we didn't know how much longer he would survive. So, you know, we had to make that decision. So, my heart goes out to you, and uh, thanks for sharing that because uh, you you got a friend in me on that one, definitely. So, um, that's great. That's great that your uh, your daughters are getting to um, to go to that tomorrow. I hope that they have a great time to um, really watch softball and hopefully the thundering herd can win tomorrow so um thank you for sharing that with me but yeah i'm not over that as well uh you might have noticed you might not have but yeah that's something that uh really hit me uh my dog was 19 years old 
I've had him for over 18 years. He was 19. And so um, I totally relate to that. We will uh, hear from Riley Lucas and Sidney Nestor when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back. It is the Monday, April 17th edition. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We've been talking about softball as the Thundering Herd will welcome into Dot Hicks Field tomorrow, number 14, Alabama. And if you're joining us late, let me recap what we talked about briefly. Get there early. There's a neutral field game tomorrow between Liberty and Alabama. That's going to be at 1 o'clock, and then Marshall and Alabama is going to be at 3.30. They're not going to clear the field. They're not going to clear the stadium. So you want to get there, get your seat early, and um, I hope you have fun tomorrow. Those of you can get in and go because uh, it should be a great day. And uh, had a texter write in just a few minutes ago. If you weren't with us, uh, they're letting their daughters uh, skip school tomorrow, and I, I am 100% for that. I advocate that. They get to see some really amazing softball, and they also get to see uh, really amazing young ladies play the game at a high level. And I had a chance earlier today to catch up briefly with Riley Lucas. You might remember Riley, Campbell Midland High School standout. And she was, I don't want to say she was shy, but she's got some smarts about her because she came up to us. She's like, okay, now I get to know the questions before we go on camera and we record, right? And no, no, you don't, Riley. But uh, she was fun to talk to and she talked about this being once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Oh, I'm so excited. I think that this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to play a school like Alabama, Montana Fouts. I'm, I'm so excited. I can't wait. <laughs> She's excited. Um, I think the thing that I'm picking up on here is this game is an opportunity for the program to elevate, to use this as a stepping stone. I think that's what uh, – you know, Riley was talking about in this next clip about how a game like this can really elevate Marshall softball. I think that this is a, the stepping stone to become such a big school like Alabama. I think that the way that the way to become a big school like that is to play that com- that kind of competition. And Marshall will be playing a top twenty-five team tomorrow in Alabama. Now. We've been talking about the crowd. It's going to be a record crowd. There's going to be a lot of seating adjustments being made to accommodate everyone, to get this uh, crowd as large as possible, accommodate everybody. And you know what? I don't think any of that stuff mattered to Riley Lucas when I talked to her about this. And She's out there to play softball. I don't even think she notices the crowd. I'm super ex- excited to experience it, but if I'm being completely honest, I don't pay attention to the crowd or anything. I'm on the field, and they don't have any influence on me or anything. So no influence on her. Of course, uh, usually the crowds are pro Marshall anyway for the most part because uh, I don't think that there are too many softball programs that Marshall you know, will face 
in the Sun Belt that will have crowds that are like the ones at Dot Hicks Field. So that was Riley Lucas. Great to catch up with her. And then, of course, uh, she's starting to become a fixture on this program, Marshall pitcher Sydney Nestor. All I can say for her is uh, she is excited for the game. I'm excited. It's a big opportunity for Marshall and Marshall softball, Marshall University. And so just the ability to have a big-time name come here and, and play them, it's just a cool opportunity, and I'm, we're excited to take it. Big-time name, but really that doesn't matter because this team talks about process. This team talks about the next game being the most important game I'm not saying that's coach speak, but that's how they focus. Uh, Next game, one game at a time. Yep, and just like it's game one versus whatever number of the game this is, it's just we're going to take it game game by game, one game at a time. Um, Nothing really changes. It's just us playing softball with the people we love at the place we love, and so we're just going to play softball like we usually do. And she was asked for a scouting report on Alabama. Uh, No. There's no scouting reports. At least she's not letting on. Um, the game preparation is more about the team, according to Sydney, not necessarily Alabama. Honestly, I don't really know. Obviously, you know that they've got some power hitters. They probably have some slappers and stuff. We haven't really done a scouting report um, as far as what we're going to see offensively. Obviously, we know that we might get Montana Fouts, and she's going to be humming the ball in there pretty quick. So um, I think that's one thing that we're going to be uh, working you know, as far as our offense to prepare for tomorrow. Um, but other than that, we're just going to just practice today. They're just going to practice today. Now, you heard just a moment ago Riley Lucas. Uh, the crowd, really not going to impact her. For for Sydney Nestor, she's excited for the opportunity to play in front of a crowd that we're going to see tomorrow. I think, once again, it's like a, another opportunity. I think we just just the anticipation of having a sold-out crowd and having a huge fan base come um, and people from out of town coming in for this particular game um, is just super special. And so I think just to have an opportunity to play softball in front of a huge crowd like this um, is just one of a kind, and so we're just excited. A couple other uh, cuts from Sydney. Earlier we talked about Megan Smith-Lyon getting her 150th win as a coach at Marshall, and Sydney talked about how special it's been just to kind of be a part of that she wasn't there for all 150 of those games but she's been there as part of the journey and she talked about how special it is being a part of that history this is a question that might make me emotional but this I love coach Smith and the opportunity that she's given me to come and play at Marshall um, and to play for something bigger than myself has been truly one of a kind and so for her I am so proud and I respect her beyond words um so for her to get 150 wins here at marshall that's super special i think she's done you know she's been the best wherever she's been and so for me to have the opportunity to play here at marshall under her it's just super special so all right that's going to do it for this edition we have so much more to get into tomorrow we'll do that we'll hear more from coach huff as we get ready for the game on Saturday, the spring game, the green versus the black. And if you missed the explanation for why it's green versus black, download the podcast. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. That's going to do it for this edition. I want to thank my guest today, speaking with Megan Smith-Lyon, Marshall softball coach, 
of course, Riley Lucas and Sidney Nestor from the team, and, of course, getting to catch up with Coach Huff on Saturday. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition. Uh, we're done. We're out of time. Have a great night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.